Hi, welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encourages you and empowers you to be all God created you to be. We love you. Welcome to the family. Here we go. Genesis chapter 40. The Bible says, Sometime after this, the cupbearer of the king of Egypt and his baker. Now, depending on what version you're reading tonight, some of you may be reading the King James. Do I got any King James people in the house? Okay, all right, okay. Oh, Jesus moved past King James a long time ago, right? So ESV is actually his favorite, but that's, you know, that's all right. Yours, yours doesn't say the cupbearer. Um, what does it say? Where's my KJV people? What does it say? It's not the cupbearer, it's the, it's the butler, right? The butler, right? So sometime after this, the cupbearer or the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker committed an offense against the Lord, the king of Egypt. I almost read the KJV just because the butler and the baker is a better alliteration, right? And so, um, but here we are. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison where Joseph was confined. Okay, verse four, the captain of the guard appointed Joseph to be with them and he attended them and they continued for some time in custody. I want to speak to us on this thought, the baker and the butler, the baker and the butler. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your presence that's in this room. Lord, what you're trying to, to do in the house. And Holy Spirit, we know you're here and you're present, God. And Lord, we, we, we ask right now that this word would come alive in our hearts, that you would bring faith and hope, Lord God, that you bring uh, freedom and deliverance and salvation and healing and wholeness in this room tonight. May we be doers of this word and not hearers only. Amen. Ah, the butler and the baker. Look, today has been a day, right? And so it's been a whole day. It's been a whole week. And uh, actually, Miss Price is in the house. Can you just wave at us, Miss Price? <laughs> so she's a coworker over there at uh, Garfield Middle School. Uh, we got Garfield in the house. Is Garfield here? Okay. All right. <laughs> so uh, man, they they uh, they kind of man. Basically, if you weren't a team champion, uh, it was a tough day for you. Where's team champion at? Team champion in the house? Okay, all right. And so, uh, gee whiz, I really felt sorry for Miss Price, and I knew she was coming tonight. I actually thought she wouldn't come after the, after the competitions that we had at Garfield today to close out the quarter at our incentive. Um, I can't tell you how many rings that, uh, that team champion has at this point, and, uh, which is my team, obviously. And... Man, I don't know. I don't even know if they're going to give us all the points. Like, if they gave us all the points that we won today from all the competitions that we won, like, it's, it's just, it would be, it's, it's not even, fourth quarter is a wrap. Like, literally, we, we placed first, second, and third. Miss Price, I'd like you to know that, that in the, the head, shoulders, knees, and cups, first, second, and third. So I just want to make sure that we get first place points, second place points, and third place points for that because I know how they are. It's really particularly difficult because she actually conspired with other teams to work against us, and it was really terrible, like terrible leadership, to be honest. 
uh, I was really disappointed. And at one point, it was like teachers versus students, and like she got all the teachers to only go after my team. Like these are children. These are literal children. It is not that serious. And so Joseph, not to make light of Joseph's story, but in quite a mess, kind of like Miss Price knows a little bit about that. And uh, so Joseph, you know Joseph, right? We're talking about Joseph the dreamer, right? You read about him in the 35th chapter of the book of Genesis, right? This is Joseph, the, the, uh, the son of Israel's old age. Remember the one that received the coat? Remember we talked about that, the coat of the spirit, right? And, uh, and so we're talking about the, the one who was a dreamer. In fact, they called Joseph a dreamer, right? And so this is Joseph who dreamt of, dreamt of, of a great harvest. His first dream was wheat fields bowing down to him. My goodness, what a dream to have. What a dream to have of a mighty harvest of all of the, the wheat in the, in the earth bowing down. This is what I believe the Lord is looking for tonight is some young people who will dream about the harvest. About a harvest of souls. About the harvest dreams of God. And this is what God does is God dreams dreams in heaven. And he puts his God dreams in his men and women of the earth. And all of the God dreams are about his glory. All of his dreams are about a mighty harvest. In fact, it's prophesied that in the last days, the glory of God will clothe the earth as the waters clothe the sea. The scripture says that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. What are we talking about? A mighty sweeping revival. Oh, we've seen the shudderings. We've seen, we've seen the, the tremors of revival sweeping the nation. Even now you've heard of the university stories. And, and don't stop talking about those stories. As much as people want to shut up about it, understand that the more you talk about revival, the more people desire revival. The f- spreading the fame of revival always helps spread the flame of revival. So keep talking about it. Keep dreaming about a global harvest, about a sweeping move of God. And there's going to be people like Joseph's brothers, right, who will hate you for it, right? Like anytime you start dreaming dreams for God, people are going to take notice. And of course, Joseph's brothers took notice, right? You guys know the story of Joseph? What happened to him? He started telling them the dreams. And what happened? Man, they got jealous, didn't they? They hated him. He dreamed again. and They hated him all the more. And, and you know that he ends up in a pit, right? Man, they so despised. But get this. You know, they never would have acted on Joseph's dream. Like they never would have been afraid of Joseph if they didn't believe that maybe this dreamer might see his dream come to pass, right? They never would have, they never would have, would have been concerned about, about Joseph and his dream Unless they thought, maybe this guy's crazy enough, maybe he's wild enough, and maybe the God that he serves is big enough to see his dream come to pass, right? And so, so, so make no mistake, when you begin to, begin to dream the dream of heaven, not just for you, but for those people around you, for suicide to run out of your home, for suicide to run out of your school, 
Do you hear me? For depression and addiction to run out of your family, to run out of your, off of your block, to run out of your high school and your middle school. I'm talking about dreaming the dream of heaven for your spheres of influence, for your community, for your region, for your state, for, for, for your nation, dare we say, for the world. Dreaming the dream of heaven. This is what Joseph was doing, and it ends up that Joseph is going to be through some wild events that he's going to end up, he's going to end up in prison, of course. And Potiphar, you know the story, Potiphar's wife who thought she was a baddie, right? But Joseph wasn't interested. And when Joseph wasn't interested, she started like talking sideways out, out her neck about him, talking about, oh, he tried to be with me, Potiphar, you need to do something to him, which was all a lie. But he ends up in prison. But Potiphar knew. Potiphar knew. That's why he set him up in charge, even in prison. He's in charge. And here Joseph is in prison, thinking about, we know the story, right? Like we know he's going to end up being second in command in all of Egypt. We know he's going to get the chain. Like, 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 you see Mr. T? You know who Mr. T is? The A-team, right? Like I'm not ta- I'm talking about like, I don't know. I don't know what gangster rapper right now has, like, lots of chains. Like, it's, like, makes 2 chains look like he's, he's been shopping at the Dollar General, right? Like, uh, is 2 chains still a thing? No? I don't? Probably not. Okay. Moving on. Uh, okay. <laughs> so he's going to get the robe. He's going to get the chain, right? He's going to get all. He's going to get the ring. He's going to get all of that stuff Joseph, Joseph is, right? But Joseph doesn't know the end of the story. You know the end of the story. Joseph is in the middle of a prison. He comes from a dry, empty cistern well, ends up in a prison when he thought maybe that God was going to work things out. And so, but he's still got a dream. He's still got a harvest dream for the kingdom, right? And here comes the cut, the, the, the butler, and here comes the baker, right? And it's like, what? Why are you linking me up with the butler and the baker? But man, if you understand scripture, and here's how I want, I want you to, I want to instruct you here, right? When you're reading scripture, understand that Jesus is on every page, old and new. And understand that there are, there are just little dabbles of, of there's, there's connector points all over, all over the scripture. And the butler, we've already established, is a cupbearer, right? And so this is the man that served, that served Pharaoh and, uh, and Potiphar, rather. And he's going to serve Potiphar his wine, right? And if you understand scripture, you know that wine is a type. And it's a type of the blood of Jesus. And and it's not just the butler that's right there in prison with him, right? But it's also the baker. And what does the baker bake? <laughs> Do you see it? Here he is. You're going to start seeing it in your spirit. It's going to start coming alive for those of you who are in tune. Okay, here he is in prison. Here he is, no way out. Here he is, surrounded by darkness. Here he is, talking about God. When are you going to come through for for me? What about the dream? What about the not my dream, God? This is the dream that you gave me. I didn't ask for the coat. You gave me the coat. I didn't ask for favor. I didn't ask for your spirit to rest on me. I didn't ask to be a dreamer. I didn't ask to dream the dream of heaven, God. What about your plans for my life? What about your purpose for my life? And here sends here comes God, sending the butler and the baker. Never forget it, friend. You are never, you are never separated from the blood of Jesus. Oh, and you are never separated from the finished work of the cross, which is his broken body. And even in the darkness of the dungeon, here he is to hand in hand with the blood of Jesus. Here he is hand in 
hand with the body of our Christ. Hallelujah unto God. Oh, no matter how dark it gets, I've always got Jesus on my side. No matter how lonely, no matter how far I've gone backwards, he never stops pursuing me. He never stops chasing me. He never disqualifies me from his blood. He never disqualifies me from his body that was broken for what? What was it broken for? For my healing. Understand, when we, when we receive Christ, we're receiving the blood of Jesus and the broken body of Jesus. Not just for salvation, but also for what? For healing. Amen. And so this is a this is a, 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 a full a f- one full swoop from 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 Christ Jesus, whose body was broken for our healing and for our wholeness, and whose blood was spilled for every sin committed and for every future sin that would be committed. His blood that was spilled so that I don't have to live and walk in shame. I don't have to live and walk in in doubt. I don't have to live and walk in questioning whether or not he loves me. His blood is enough. Amen. So the butler and the baker, right here in prison with Joseph. And I don't know what kind of prison you might be in tonight. I don't know what kind of darkness that might, might be encompassing your life. I don't know what, what prison of, of disease. I don't care how long you've carried the disease. I don't care how many diagnoses that you have. We're here to declare to you that the blood of Jesus wants to make you whole tonight. Tonight. Hallelujah. If you've received healing in this house from a a diagnosis, can you just stand up uh, really quick? If you've received healing in this house from a diagnosis from a doctor, can you just stand up really quick? Okay, all right, so some of these are physical, some of these are emotional, some of these are talking about bipolar, schizophrenic uh, diagnoses in this room, in this room right here, is what I'm, what I'm talking about, okay, and so I don't care if the doctor said you're bipolar or schizophrenic, I don't care if your, your doctor said that you are double bipolar, or if you are suicidal, or if you have a broken hip, or if you have, uh, if you have a, an addiction that, that, that they've labeled a disease, we're here to tell you that the blood of Jesus is enough, that his broken body is enough, that you have all that you need in this room. Jesus is enough. Somebody give him glory right now. Hallelujah. You can sit down. Hallelujah. And so we've got Joseph in a prison, and, he's, and, he, and, he's, and he's, he seems to be all alone, but he's never without the body and the blood. Hallelujah. He seems to be without hope. Remember, you know the rest of the story, but he doesn't. Well, that's an interesting, that's, that's an interesting uh, allegorical take you, you, you spend on that. I don't know. Show me in the scriptures. Well, that's the body, and that's the blood. Well, just read it. The baker has a dream, and they go to Joseph, the dreamer, who's an interpreter of dreams. And the butler has a dream, 
And they go to Joseph, who's the interpreter. And both of their dreams are really similar, but also very different. The butler has a dream, and he comes to Joseph, and Joseph says to the butler, in three days, you're going to be restored, and you'll be serving. You'll be serving the king just as you were in three days. One day, two day, three days, and here comes the butler back to the palace serving the king, and the baker gets bold. And he says, man, if you got a good dream, if you got a good interpretation, maybe I'll get one. And Joseph is very clear. I'm not, the, I'm not the interpreter. It's God. He gives the interpretation to me, and I'll just share it with you. I can't make any promises that's going to be good. And Baker breaks it down. And he says, the baskets of head on, the three baskets and all this kind of stuff is three days. And in three days, you're going to be put on a cross. In three days. to shame where that's not very encouraging well it it is if you understand what the Lord is doing and the Holy Spirit's doing through the scriptures and it's pretty clear that the baker is a type of the body of Christ that was broken for you amen that was dead and buried for three days but don't look now the blood of Jesus Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus will restore, which is the type of, 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 the, of the butler for us, the cupbearer, will be restored to the right hand of the Father where he will make intercession for you and for me. And so follow the story. The butler goes to, that, goes to the king's house, right? For two years, he forgets about Joseph. Joseph is still dreaming. Joseph is still praying. Joseph is still believing. Joseph hasn't got bitter. He hasn't got church hurt. He hasn't, he hasn't started talking sideways about, about his fellow uh, prison mates. And so, and finally, Pharaoh now has a dream. And he calls the magicians and he calls, the, he calls the, uh, all of the interpreters and he calls the, all, of the, all of those that can conjure up spirits and the rock readers and the stargazers. He calls all the people and nobody has an interpretation. And finally, the Spirit of God hits the butler and the butler says, oh my goodness, I apologize. I apologize, Pharaoh. I now remember, but there was two years ago a man in prison whose name was Joseph and the Spirit of God is on him and he has an interpretation for your dream i just know it and so fair and this is what 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 what, this is what the blood of jesus does for you the blood of jesus advocates for you when you cannot advocate for yourself the blood of jesus cries out for you to god the father when you deserve punishment when you deserve for god to turn his back on you when you deserve for god to be done instead the blood of jesus gives a better report hallelujah the blood of jesus reminds god the father oh that you've been bought with a price that you are oh in Christ Jesus oh and because of this if you've accepted him as the Lord of your life he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you why because of your good deeds no ma'am oh because you can sing really really well no sir because you know how to read your Bible that's not it it's because of the blood of Jesus hallelujah it's not you it's not me it's Jesus and it's always been Jesus Hallelujah. So when you pick up your cross and you try to walk this road and you try to serve this, uh, live this life for, for Christ Jesus and you fall down tomorrow, you know what the enemy wants you to believe? You're disqualified. 
you're no longer a believer, uh, you, you, you may as well just continue down that dark road that you were on. Go find that alley again. No, no, no. Not for me. Not for the believer. Because the blood of Jesus is greater. It's greater than my sin. It's greater than my addiction. It's greater than my failure. It's greater than my inconsistencies. The blood of Jesus is crying out unto God the Father for you even in this moment. Wow. Blood of Jesus is enough. And so, Joseph is called, gives the interpretation to Pharaoh. <clears throat> and he begins to talk to Pharaoh and he says, this is your, this is the interpretation of your dream. Seven years of harvest and seven years of famine. All the nations, not just Egypt, but all of the world is going to experience a great famine. But the Lord has revealed to you, Pharaoh, he's going to give you seven years of harvest. And Pharaoh says, well, what are we going to do? And Joseph says, we need somebody. We need somebody to start harvesting. We need somebody to start storing. And Joseph says, but where in the kingdom is the Spirit of God on any man like this? The first place in Scripture where it explicitly, explicitly outlines the Holy Ghost. Where in the earth does the Spirit of God rest on a man? And Joseph's looking over its shoulder and as though he's forgotten about the dream that he's been dreaming since he was 17 years old. Pharaoh looks at him and says, you're that man, Joseph. And no doubt in Joseph's heart, this, could this be it? Is this the dream? Is this what you've called me to? Is this what you've purposed me for? Hallelujah unto God. They tried to kill him. But God works miracle after miracle after miracle. They threw him in a pit. And God uses the people that are supposed to hate the Israelites, the Ishmaelites, to come and save him. What? This is, you know the story. Do, do you remember, do you remember Abraham? Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. Who didn't believe God and slept with, slept with Hagar and had Ishmael. And these Ishmaelites, here they come, rescuing Joseph. Wow. Because this is the God that we serve. Who works all things together for our good. And Joseph says to, as the, the nations begin to come to Egypt, eventually he's going to find and meet his brothers who are dying, who are starving to death. And he says to them, what you meant for evil, God meant and allowed to save many people alive. I don't know what darkness that you come with tonight. I don't know what addiction. I don't know what stronghold. I don't know, I don't know what doubt, I don't know what dream, believer, that you've been 
been uh, hoping for and believing for and holding on to, to God for, and yet it tarries, and yet it has not come to fruition. We're talking about a God tonight that in a, a moment, in a moment, can bring all of his promises, which are yes to your amen, to pass in a moment. And tonight could be the night. Oh, tonight could be a night when the Holy Spirit comes to you and says, you are that man. The Spirit of God is on you for this moment, for this time, for this place. And it could be that the Lord is ministering in this house to you, young person, that come with that addiction, come with that harm, with that hurt that you've carried for all of these years, all through all of the places and spaces that life has brought you and you've wondered why why did I endure why did I have to go through and I don't know the the answer to that question but I do know the one who holds the answer I do know the one who holds healing in his hands I do know the one whose body was broken for you whose blood is strong enough oh to secure you oh to bring you to safety to bring you to home hallelujah I do know the one who ha- who who wants to release to you the power of his spirit to carry out the dream of heaven that he's unleashed to you for your generation. Amen. What do you think about that? That's all I got. That's it. That's good. Hallelujah. He's enough. Hear me tonight. He's enough. Hear the voice of God tonight. Hear the voice of God that's speaking to you. Could it be true? Could it? Could this be for me? Could this, say yes in your spirit. Allow your spirit to say yes. Your spirit wants to say yes. You were created for wholeness. You were created for healing. You were created to walk in freedom. You were created to carry the dream of heaven. You were created to walk with the power and the anointing of a spirit. You were created for a mighty harvest. This is your moment. This is your night. Right here. Right now. Why don't you stand to your feet all across this place. We're closing. For those of you who are really itching to, to, to go to the bathroom, just give me five minutes. Let me make an invitation for people to respond, and then you can do what you need to do. But some people are going to get a miracle tonight. Some people are going to find deliverance tonight. Some people are going to have renewed dreams and promises tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Some people are going to walk out of this building healed tonight and whole. Not because I said it, because his word said it. Because you've never been out of reach of the body and the blood of Christ Jesus. Bow your heads across this room. Oh, Lord Jesus, we need you now. Holy Spirit, awaken our hearts, Lord God, to see what you're doing right now in this space, Lord. Awaken hope. Awaken faith, God. Oh, Father, cause us, Lord God, to see ourselves right now. Oh, God. Oh, like Joseph, you gave him dreams. Give us visions right now, Father, of seeing ourselves, Lord God, walking in victory. Seeing ourselves, Lord God, being made whole. Seeing ourselves walking in joy. 
walking, Lord God, with a smile on our face, Lord God. Cause us, Lord God, allow us to envision it right now. You're getting ready to do it. Let us see it first. Let us see it first. Hallelujah. Come on, I need you to close your eyes, and I need you to envision whatever it is that you are are in need of tonight. The blood of Jesus is well able. Whatever shortcoming that you have tonight in your heart or in your life, the body, the broken body of Jesus, oh, hallelujah, the price that he paid for your wholeness, oh, hallelujah, is well sufficient to bring it to you. Oh, keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Can you see it? Have you identified it? Have you identified the bondage? Have you identified the disease, the sickness, the secret sin, whatever it is? It makes no difference. Tonight is a night of radical transformation because the blood of Jesus is enough for you. Hallelujah. Some of you are hidden here tonight and you've never surrendered your heart. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. Oh, I come to tell you tonight's a great night to accept him as the Lord of your life. Hallelujah. He, this is what you're created for, friend. Relationship with him. Hallelujah. You know the need. And now I need you to step out in faith and believe God to do it. Hallelujah. I want to count to three. And on the count of three, I don't care what the person next to you does. You don't act based on what they, the way they act. You don't respond based on the way that they respond. This is a personal God that we're speaking about. He's a big God who sees us all, but he's also personal. And he's speaking to your heart tonight on the count of three. Don't wait for your friend to do it. You do it. And you believe God to be everything that you need to be. Hallelujah. On the count of three. One, two, three. Begin to move right now in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with someone. You can follow us on social media at Haven Youth Church. We love you, fam. The best is yet to come.